The state health care program meant to help low-income, undocumented seniors is leaving thousands of people behind. A recent study from Rush University Medical Center found that that number could be as high as 55,000 by 2030. People who are undocumented don't qualify for programs like food stamps, Medicare, or Social Security. So they've got few options when it comes to health care, and fewer if they don't have family who can help care for them as they age. Now, what kind of life do they face, and why are they left out of these safety net programs? Today, we are checking in with two journalists exploring the issue in a partnership between the Chicago Tribune and Injustice Watch. Laura Rodriguez-Pressa is a bilingual journalist covering the Latino community for the, tri- for the trip. Hey, Laura. Hi. Good morning, or good afternoon, I should say. Good afternoon. Also here is Carlos Ballesteros. He reports on police, politics, and immigrant communities at Injustice Watch. Welcome to Reset, Carlos. Thank you for having us, Sasha. I'll start with you, Carlos. What brought this issue to your attention? So this issue has been on my mind for a couple of years now. Um, pre-pandemic, I had called uh, the, the demographer Rob Perrell, whose work essentially kind of brought this issue to light to me. Um, and I had called him to see what he was working on, and he told me he had just finished this analysis about kind of this expected uh, exponential growth in the number of Im- and undocumented immigrants in Illinois who were 65 and older. Mm-hmm. And so um, on, obviously the pandemic hit and things kind of took a turn for the worse and everyone's life was kind of crazy. Um, but eventually I still, I, I mean, I still thought about these numbers a lot and, and, and still wanted to write story, a, you know, a series of stories about this issue to bring it to light to people's attention. And uh, Lauda was the perfect person to partner up to do it with. Yeah, Lara, tell us more about how the partnership really began. Yeah, so um, this, you know, I've been covering the undocumented Spanish-speaking community for a while. And um, that issue started to be noticeable when um, going out there and seeing just how much uh, struggle where people were going through in, in terms of just accessing um Dignify life, right? Especially for older people. And so when this idea of uh, working with uh, Injustice Watch came, we pitched this idea of uh, we had already, you know, Rob was finishing this research and we thought it was just a perfect um, sort of like solid data that we needed to show that this was happening because we didn't need the data to, to, to see it, right? Yeah. But, but it was the perfect um, study to really, um, to really have this, uh, to really create the set of stories and and solidify them. Mm-hmm. Well, walk us through what the Illinois uh, Health Benefits for Immigrant Adults program is, Lara. Yeah, so this happened. Um, so the Healthy Illinois is a collaborative of uh, organizations, different um, health organizations and non-for-profits and immigrant uh, communities that ha- I mean uh, organizations that have been working together for a while to try to get health care for all, meaning sort of like, just Medicaid for everyone, despite of their immigration status. But everything sort of changed when the pandemic hit, and we realized that the people that were being hardest hit by the pandemic were older, um, you know, vulnerable, undocumented adults who just hadn't had any sort of access to health care, or mm-hmm. who hadn't had, who did not live in, in you know, um, in spaces where they could, for example, isolate them, isolate themselves and whatnot. So the Latino caucus and the Healthy Illinois uh, team began to work towards at least getting this uh, extension for 
people 65 and older. Mm -hmm. So it was Illinois was the very first state uh, to pass this. And it was, it, it all happened in December of 2020. Um, and it, you know, now we've been, we've had this program for about a year now, but it's a Medicaid-like program. So the thing with this program is that it, while it does cover a lot of, you know, um, a lot of, uh, it does give them a lot of benefits that they just didn't have access to, it also leaves some of the most, um, acute issues that happen or some of the chronic illnesses mm -hmm. n not very well attended since they can't qualify for home or community health care services. Like what what that, do you mean? Can you give specifics there about what it's leaving out? Yeah, so a lot of the um, rehab centers, for example, um, if anyone needs uh, some sort of a longer stay at the hospital, um, to recover for from uh, you know for example in our last story from a knee surgery uh, repair of a knee surgery um, and the person lives alone they don't really qualify to have for example a nurse to care for them or they don't qualify for a long-term facility where they can recover and they're you know they're being watched 24 7 or being helped so uh, that's an example and also other other uh, communities Carlos can you Carlos looked a lot more into the specifics of this yeah, go ahead, Carlos, and talk about uh, this population a bit more because it's expected to mm. grow in the next few years, right? And this will become a bigger problem. Yeah, maybe I'll start there. Yeah, so so yes, it, it is expected to grow. And so the, the best estimates we have from that um, study that we cite in the story is that the population will, pee, will, will balloon from about 4,000 undocumented seniors uh, in, in 2017 to more than 55,000 by the year 2030, which is a 1300% increase. Um, wow. It's massive. Mm -hmm. And it, and it, the reason that, but honestly, the, 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 the reasons for that massive increase are pretty simple is that there is a huge migration wave that came particularly from Mexico in the eighties and nineties and into the early two thousands. And um, in that entire time, Congress has not done anything to reform the immigration system. If anything, the only thing that they have done is make it harder for people to naturalize and to legalize their status. And so you have this 40-year gap of so many people coming in, um, especially to the Chicago area, mm -hmm. uh, and no reform to get them to legalize their status. And so now you have this population that's been aging. And um, yeah, and it's, and, it, and it's a balloon yeah. that we're seeing inflate in real time. And, but yeah, to... to yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, yeah, and so the so the healthy uh, the the healthcare program that the state legislature passed in 2020, uh, like Laura said, does cover a range of medical issues, kind of like Medicaid, and it's and it's kind of like Medicaid in the sense that you have to have you you have to qualify by depending on your income, so you have to be poor enough to qualify for the program, and and which is honestly not too hard because most undocumented seniors do live in poverty. Uh, the issue, however, is that the program, unlike Medicaid, doesn't cover these long-term care services and community-based health care services. So, for example, for anyone who um, has a senior who's enrolled in Medicaid knows that they can qualify for um, a nurse to come to their home a couple of days a week, or they can qualify for uh, extended stays at a rehab facility, like Laura said. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of services are the ones that are excluded from the program that's available to undocumented seniors. And so when we were reporting for the story, uh, the issue was cost. The state, because unlike, because traditional Medicare gets reimbursed 
by the federal government up to like about 98%. So 98 cents to every dollar that the state spends for a citizen on Medicaid is reimbursed by the feds eventually. That is not the case for undocumented seniors in the program for them. Mm -hmm. And so this, this is all state expenditure. Now, advocates will argue that spending money, the spending this money is, is, is a good thing. One, because it keeps people healthy. I mean, that's the human argument. Right. But the other argument is that like, you know, undocumented seniors are still going to end up in the hospital. They're still going to end up going to the doctor. And if not for this program, the hospitals themselves or the counties that they go to, like county run hospitals, would have to pay for those services through charity care, through, yeah. you know, unsubsidized care. So eventually the state ends up paying the bill anyway. It's a, that this program kind of like makes it um, a much more uh, efficient system and, yeah. and better for the seniors themselves. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about a state health care program that's leaving many older undocumented people behind. We are joined by Laura Rodriguez-Presa, who's a bilingual journalist covering the Latino community for the Chicago Tribune, and Carlos Ballesteros. He reports on police, politics, and immigrant communities at Injustice Watch. Coming up on the program, we'll hear about the new season of WBEZ's Motive podcast, so stay tuned for that. Laura, can we hear some more personal stories? Because I know you spoke to some community organizers looking to help. What else did they say? Yeah, so what they're doing right now, um, you know, this study is sort of like a a kickstart to what they really want to get to because they want to avoid, um, one, they really want to work towards getting this carve-outs, you know, fixed and to make this program identical to Medicaid um, and to allow these seniors to have these opportunities, for example, to go into a nursing care once they can't take care of themselves, right, because a lot of the the things that are happening now um, is that all the responsibility falls onto the families um, of the undocumented folks, which could be mixed status families. A lot of the times, however, they are all undocumented. So the problem with that is that it's sort of like a, a cycle of poverty, right? Um, parents couldn't get uh, the proper care; they couldn't save enough money, or they, or they just, you know, we had. In our next story, we spoke to a couple that said, you know, la vejez nos vino encima, which means that. The, you know, their elderly years just crept up on them. They, they just got sick out of nowhere. Yeah. So all the savings, all whatever they had that they thought they, they were going to be able to use, they're, they're gone. And so all the responsibility falls onto their children. And their children, who may be also living paycheck by che- paycheck, then also care have to care for, for the parents. And so it's a cycle, right? Not much and opportunity so- for generational wealth. Exactly. Not, not, not at all. And I think that it's a, a misconception that we have, or even when they, you know, when, when we come to this country, we believe that, that we're going to get to a point where we're just going to create this money and then go back, right? But um, I don't think we, a lot of times, we, we take into perspective all the personal or all the experiences that families go through and that just simply don't allow them to go forward. And so that's what we're looking at now. And so a lot of community organizations are trying to raise awareness of this to create sort of uh, programs to help uh, seniors mm-hmm. that are, you know, the elderly now, uh, but also to prepare for the future. Um, and I think that's uh, one of our goals of, of this series is to really bring this up to people's attention. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right now we may not have many seniors that need this extended 
rehab facilities, but eventually we will, right? Um, because they're just getting older and they're aging uh, and they're getting sicker. And we, I think that the pandemic was a, a perfect example of what could happen if they don't have access to sort of like these um, basic needs. Carlos, are, are other states facing this crisis too? Yes, this is a this is a nationwide crisis. So, what what does their approach look like? Yeah, so so just to give some context, so uh, we there are some there are some studies out there that estimate that like by twenty thirty, the undocumented senior population will reach about a million nationwide, um, and then by twenty forty, if nothing is nothing happens in Congress, uh, it'll triple to like closer to three million. Wow. So this is a gr- a growing problem that's not going to go away anytime soon. And so you have, and so especially for states like California, New York, ours, Florida, mm-hmm. you know, Georgia, places where a lot of immigrants live. And so, so some states followed the lead, Illinois' lead, and passed similar health programs uh, in 2021. So California passed theirs. Uh, New York is on the verge of passing theirs. Okay. Or Oregon, but um, they are, at least California has already left Illinois behind in the sense that they they've they're providing more comprehensive coverage than we are and for a greater number of people. Illinois extended the program to those 55 and older uh, last year, and uh, members of the Latino caucus in the state legislature are pushing the state or hoping yeah. to extend the coverage even further. Well. Um, A lot of moving parts here, but before I let you both go, tell us what you're going to be watching next. You first, Carlos. Um, well, the the numbers are pretty staggering, and the growth is going to be incredibly apparent. And I think, unfortunately, for everyone I speak to about the possibility of reform from Congress, they're, they're not very hopeful about it, at least not in the immediate future. And so... The more this problem grows, the more it's going to impact, especially the families and communities the most, the first, because those are the only, and, and you know, given that the state doesn't provide the sort of social network, social safety nets that protect citizen seniors from falling into deep poverty, mm-hmm. it's going to fall on families and communities to kind of weave together a patchwork of resources to take care of these seniors who, who unfortunately will continue to grow in, in numbers. And so I think for me, finding out, like keeping an eye on like how communities respond to this issue moving right. forward is going to be important. What about you, Lara? Yeah, I think I, I echo that. So um, these people are not going anywhere and it's not realistic that they just go back to their country, right? As many like to say. Um, and so I think that one thing that's going to be very important is to really be watching um, again, how people, how their families, how communities are going to be forced to respond to this and to care for them. Uh, you know, they've already been doing it. And I think that we're only going to see more of that, unfortunately. And, and hopefully, uh, like I mentioned, I, I think that I, I would hope that I'm also, I can also watch how some organizations or, you know, um, some of our leaders take yeah. this data and hopefully use it to, to change some policies or create some policies. Laura Rodriguez-Presa is a bilingual journalist covering the Latino community for the Chicago Tribune. And Carlos Ballesteros reports on police, politics, and immigrant communities at Injustice Watch. Thank you both. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.